0: Welcome to the Echo Podcast. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Prepare your heart for a word that will impact your mind and spirit. Tonight we're continuing the What series. Currents, Currents. man, y'all are getting it. If there was one key statement about currents, it is this right here. Is this? It's this key statement. It's the undercurrent of your spirit will determine the overcurrent of your life. The undercurrent of your spirit will determine the overcurrent of your life. We found out in waves, okay, in waves, the undercurrent controls what the overcurrent does, okay? You can't have an overcurrent that's so strong that it overtakes the beach. That it overtakes the buildings. If you do, you have a tsunami. So the overcurrent is only at the mercy of the undercurrent. If you have a strong undercurrent, the overcurrent can't take over you. So we've talked about, uh, we've talked about fear and faith. And we've talked about spirituality. We've talked about friendships. Tonight, I wanna, I'm going to transition a little bit. I'm going to transition a little bit. I might be a little bit more teachy, but I might not be. You never know me. Um, so who knows? Who knows? But if you guys haven't noticed, we live in a negative world. Right, we live in a negative world. If you don't notice that, you just haven't been paying attention. In fact, um, you can find out that just by going to a local news source. Okay, all you have to do is look at their headline. They don't look at a headline and try to frame something in a positive manner. They always try to frame it in a negative manner. It's we live in a negative world. I could spend an entire evening speaking about social injustice. Bad politics, corruption in our government, our messed up judicial system, sluggish economy. I could talk about all these things. We could talk about parents who abuse children, children who abuse parents, lousy jobs, lazy people, uncaring people, drunk drivers, crime rates, so on and so on, right? We live in a negative world. The reality is that the negative influences have been especially evident in today's culture. Every day when we turn on the news, we find another crazy thing is happening that could end America as we know it, right? Every day it's going to end America a brand new way, All right? Every day. It's crazy. We add in things like sickness, maybe a loss of a job or family problems or relationship problems, and we see where over time the pressures of this world, if, if we allow them, if we allow it, the pressures of this world can steal. The love and the joy from your life. You know, some people that I've dealt with are so negative that if you put them in a dark room, they develop. Right? Only 90s kids would get that. Right? 90s kids. Y'all don't know anything about, okay. Y'all don't know anything about developing pictures. Don't know anything about that. Right? Negativity is a real problem. It's a real problem. The overcurrent of negativity has really overrun the undercurrent of positivity. In our culture, and it's created a tsunami in our world, guys. It's created a tsunami. It almost makes us not want to connect with other people because we don't want to hear about the problems of their day. Have you ever avoided somebody because you didn't want to hear about all their problems? We've been there, right? We've been there. We've been there. It's a tsunami. I've got one key scripture today. Everything that I'm framing, I'm framing around this one scripture. If you've got your journal, I hope you do. It's Matthew 24 and 12. Matthew 24 and 12, and I'm going to be reading to you in the NLT. Uh, That's my preferred uh, translation. Um, I know some of y'all are KJV people. That's cool, too. We do that sometimes, too. But um, NLT, Jesus said this, And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold wax cold look at your neighbor and say wax on i'm just kidding don't do wax on wax off no look at your neighbor and say wax cold wax cold wax cold he said that this would be a characteristic check this out jesus said that this would be the characteristic of the end times the end times Jesus was saying that the negative things going on around us, not necessarily in us, bless you, would cause the love of many to grow cold. That the things that are going on around us, not necessarily in us, causes our hearts to grow cold. The word waxed used in that particular scripture is really cons- it's significant. It goes back to the way candles are made. How many of you are candle people? If you go in your room, you've got like 11 billion candles, right? Okay. My wife is the same way. Candle, candle, candles. Candles and senses everywhere, okay? Candles and senses. Now, check this out. I don't know if you know this or not, but this is how a candle is is made. A wick is actually dipped into hot wax and it's taken out and allowed to cool for a few seconds leaving a thin layer of wax. The process is repeated hundreds and hundreds of times until the wick is buried deep within the wax. The wax grew cold. The same is true in our hearts. The same is true in our hearts, guys. If we take our eyes off of Jesus and we focus on the evil of this world and our circumstances that are going on in our life right now, little bit by little bit, the wax Uh, It will cover us it'll cover us we are the wick wax will cover us it'll cover us And this process will repeat itself and a layer of negativity will harden around our hearts and a layer of negativity will add itself just a little bit by little bit and pretty soon the words that we say begin to be layered by by negativity the things that we do begin to be layered by negativity the posts that we put on twitter and instagram and facebook and snapchat all begin to be layered by negativity why Because we begin to focus on the circumstances around us and they let us to affect they let us it lets us affect our heart inside of us So how in the world michael? How do we stay positive in a negative world? How do we fight this overcurrent of negativity and create a strong undercurrent of positivity? You know the people that I want to be around in my life are the most positive people that I can be around Right. I like walking up to positive people Why because I know that i'm going to walk away from that conversation better than when I walked into it Right? I hate walking away walking away, feeling beat down and drugged through the mud and feeling like I'm, I'm dirty for having that conversation. Nothing weird about it, but you just feel like, man, I want to be lifted up by those people. I want to be lifted up by people. Let me help you. I've got three points. I've got three points tonight. Look at your neighbor and say, thank God he's only got three points. I didn't think y'all was going to really do that. Man, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Point number one, how we stay positive in a negative world number one get your focus right get your focus right now, last week i was playing golf with a man who was um he was very elderly okay in fact he was 81 years old okay 81 years old 81 year old I, let me just tell you what 81 year old man can hit the ball okay 81 year old man in california i was playing golf with him we got paired up just out of happen chance and and this guy think about it this guy lives in los angeles in fact, he lived in Pasadena, so right outside of Los Angeles. But Pasadena is unbelievable. It's gorgeous. It's literally like 10 miles to the top of the mountain where there's snow. And 10 miles to the beach. Either way. So you can have the, you can have the mountain. You can have the beach. You're 10 miles away from either one. And I asked this guy, I said, man... I know, I know now you're retired and probably the beach doesn't look as good to you. But when you lived here growing up, like, did you go to the beach all the time? Like, you had to have, right? Because the beach was right there, like the Pacific Ocean. Or you could go to the mountain. He was like, to be honest with you, I didn't really ever go to either. I really never went to either. I was like, what? what? Why? How many of y'all would have been to the beach like every day? That would have been me, right? How many of y'all would have been in the mountain every day? You people are weird, okay? Um, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I love y'all. I'm just kidding. But here's the deal. He stopped seeing, so he stopped appreciating. He focused only on the stuff that was immediately around him. So he stopped appreciating the things that he had further on. He started only seeing his little town of Pasadena and he stopped seeing there's a beautiful mountain right up. I mean, I can see it from the golf course. I feel like I could hit a ball there. And the beach right there. Joshua 1 and 9 says this. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good, and of a good, good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. See, I told you i will do King James every now and then here the lord was trying to speak to joshua who was taking over for moses that's a tough act to follow right he told joshua to be strong and of good courage and to not be afraid or dismayed i don't think he just said it because it rhymed are opposing these are opposing forces if you're afraid and dismayed then you're not strong of strong and good courage They counteract each other. They're they're opposites. So you've got to do do these two things and resist two things. The word dismay means to fill with dread or apprehension, to daunt. Can anybody in here honestly say that you've been filled with apprehension in the last month? Apprehension, you've been nervous in your spirit. You've been nervous about what the future looks like. You've been nervous about what this next few months look like. Apprehension. To anticipate with anxiety. If we have problems facing us or the nation, in his case, felt daunting. When dismay hits us, our focus shifts to the negative possibilities. The what ifs. We love to ask what if. The what ifs. The Lord doesn't automatically just kind of get rid of this stuff for you. He flows through you and here's the deal when we get discouraged and dismayed and we focus on the negativity We focus on the what ifs what if This happens what if the negative what happens is we stop the process We stop this process of god flowing through us We stop this process because if we only focus on the surrounding junk around us and we forget to focus on the mountaintop that jesus is at and we forget to fo- focus on the paradise that Jesus has offered us. What happens is we dwell in the negativity and we stop our flow. We dwell in the negativity and we stop the flow. See, Ephesians two and, uh, 3 and 20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, ab- exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. We love to read that scripture, but then we don't read the other part of it. According to the power that works in Us the phrase according to means that in proportion to or the degree that the power is working in you Here's the reality young people If we allow negativity to rule our lives, we stop the flow of the spirit in our lives We stop the flow We can't i've never met a student that's on fire for jesus. That's been negative all their lives I've never met a person that's been on fire for jesus, but has also lived in negativity if we allow negativity to rule us We stop our flow, but the reality is is when we get our focus back, when we start focusing on the mountain and we focus on the paradise, we get our flow back. And when we get our flow back, we get our power back. Some of you have been wondering, I just can't feel God anymore. Maybe you need to double check your flow meter. Maybe you need to double check where your flow is at. Maybe you need to put your knees in the carpet and you need to get down and say, God, I've got negativity in my life and I'm going to stop focusing on the surroundings of right here. And I'm going to look to the mountaintop because that's where I'm going with you. And I'm going to look to the paradise that you've offered me because that's where I'm going. The second thing I want you to do in your, to fight this negativity so we can have an undercurrent of positivity in our life good vibes if you will is look down look down look down i see i've got a picture for you and they're going to put it up on the screen but the world's tallest building i talked about this building a little bit two weeks ago but it is what it is and i want to talk about it again but the burj khalifa not wiz khalifa burj khalifa different dude different person um in dubai uh this was built in january in 2010 it is a staggering 2,717 feet tall. More than half a mile high. Yeah. It easily overshadows the previous tall building. The Taipei in Taiwan is only 1,600 feet. So it outlasts it by, by 1,100 feet. It stands double the height of the Empire State Building. Double. To accommodate, it accommodates 12,000 people it was built at the cost of 1.5 billion dollars it also captured many other records this is included the tallest man-made structure it's taller than any antenna ever on the world it's the building with the most floors it's got 160 previously with the willis tower in chicago only had 108 it's got the highest elevator and the world's fastest elevators it goes 40 miles an hour their elevators do not fast it's the world's tallest structure with the tallest residential space. You can literally rent a condo that's above the cloud level. Above the cloud level. It's got the highest outdoor observation deck, the highest mosque. It's the highest swimming pool on the 76th floor if you are crazy. Right? And you want to do that. But while most people focus on the height, what's most remarkable about it is what's below it what's below it without a solid foundation this the world's tallest building would have been the world's largest pile of rubble but extending 164 feet deep under the ground is, five, is 58,900 cubic yards of concrete weighing 120,000 tons it took a year just to build the foundation you got to look down got to look down what do you mean michael i find an example in first in samuel we read the story of a terrible situation that david was facing david the man after god's own heart his father-in-law saul was trying to kill him he had been running for his life every day for thirteen years. His possessions had been burned. His wives, uh, his wives, and all the all the children and uh, children of his men had been taken. And uh, all of his own men wanted to stone him. It was not a great environment. He was in a struggle. Right, his circumstances. First Samuel thirty and six. This is where I get this from. This is incredible. David was deeply distressed. He was looking at his surroundings. For the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of it all, all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Things looked bleak. David was in a situation when everything natural to him said, Be discouraged, be dismayed, be mad, be upset, be scared. But David encouraged himself in God. You know how he did it? He took the word and began to encourage himself. He took the word of God and began to encourage himself. It was only a matter of hours until God had promised what God had promised him came to pass and he became king. Now, if he had given in to his struggles and said, man, I just don't think I can do it. He would have lost out on a kingship. See, I see a lot of students and I see a lot of people and I counsel a lot of people that stand for a period of time and then they stop. They fall down and they stay down. You know why? It's because their foundation is not built right. Notice the Burj Khalifa, it took them a year to build simply the foundation. It took them a year to build the foundation. So many times we want to build our foundations on big buildings. But when when it comes to our spirituality, we want a quick fix. Right when it comes to spirituality we want a quick fix But what we the reality of our situation for us to battle this negativity in our life is we've got to really dig in And build our foundation on the word of God because I know when negativity comes towards me I've got to be able to fight that with wise words I've got to be able to fight that with words that come only from God only from God Peter is a wonderful example of what happens when we take our eyes off of Jesus and his word. Matthew 14, uh, 28-30 says this. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me unto thee in the water. And he said, come. And Peter was come down out of the ship. He walked on the water. This is Peter walking on the water to Jesus, to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, when he saw the circumstances... He was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried, Lord, save me. What happened there? Peter took his eyes off of Jesus. He took his eyes off the word. He was only looking at his circumstances around him, but not looking at the foundation on which his feet were built on. As soon as Peter took his eyes off of Jesus and looked at the stormy sea, he began to sink. Think about that. He couldn't have walked on water if he had, if the sea had been perfectly calm, right? All of this, this happened. This, the seed began to, the storm overran him and, and his focus changed. Students, you've got to maintain your focus on the word. And how do we do this? Does that mean you've got to carry your Bible around? You've got to be an old school Bible thumper and you've got to, no. Here's how you do it. You've got to have it in your, you've got to have it in your soul every day. You know you can build a foundation in one day but let me just tell you it's going to be a weak foundation. You can't build the Burj Khalifa off of it right? But you got to build a foundation on a daily basis Luke. You got to build a foundation on a daily basis. I've got to have the word in me because there's going to be a, come a certain point in my life that stuff's going to face me that I've got to have the word to get to. I've got to have the word to get through. I've got to encourage myself the word tells you, you've got to encourage yourself sometimes because there's not always going to be somebody. We talked about friendship last week. There's not always going to be somebody that puts an arm around you and say, you're doing all right. You're doing okay. There's going to be some days you're going to have to encourage yourself in the Lord. And that's when it's going to come back to how strong is your foundation. How strong when somebody comes to you with negative thoughts and negative They're coming to talk to you about somebody else in this room or somebody at school There's going to become times that you're going to have to look down and say well I built my foundation on positivity. So I am not going to distract that with this conversation I'm not going to change what I built my spirituality off of the truth is and the Bible it says, Isaiah 23 and 26 and 3, it says the Lord will keep him in perfect peace. Who? Whose mind is stayed upon him because he trusts in him. Our peace is directly related to what we think. To how we think. Are we thinking positive or thinking negative? Here's the deal. I've never met a negative person that had true peace in their life. They're always trying to be nosy and trying to be up in everybody's business and they want to try to be I'm going to try to find wherever the drama is. I'm going to find the drama wherever this is. I'm going to find this wherever the drama is on social media. If there's a fight if there's something I'm going to try to run it down and I'm going to find it. Guys that's not healthy. It's not healthy for us guys. It's not healthy. Not healthy. If we breed on negativity if we feed on negativity we will breed negativity. If we feed on negativity, we will breed negativity. Well, Michael, why don't people like me? Why can't I have any friends? Maybe you need to check yourself. Are you feeding on negativity so you're breeding negativity so nobody wants to breed negativity so nobody wants to be around? I've had to check myself. I've had to check myself. Because the reality is that there's going to be opportunities. Macy Page, there's going to be opportunity in your life. For you to be negative. For you to be overrun by negative thoughts, negative people, negative. There's going to be an opportunity. Let's be real. Every one of you in this room is going to have an opportunity at some point to bash somebody else in this room. And maybe even have a right to do so. But it goes back to your foundation. What are you building on? Because if I build my foundation on negative thoughts, that overcurrent wins. And that overcurrent blows over that that undercurrent of positivity, and I create a tsunami so people no longer want to be around me. So I, I I I can't have healthy friendships. I can't have healthy relationships because I've been feeding on negativity. Therefore, I'm breeding negativity. Luke 6 and 45 says this, and this is so good. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If our souls are nourished on positive thoughts, people. Our souls are nourished on positive thoughts. You know, sometimes, can I be transparent with you? There are sometimes when I walk into a situation, I have to shut my brain off. And say, I will not think about that sit, uh, that situation. If I can only think negative thoughts about it, I have to stop thinking about it. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The mouth speaks. We can try to hide negativity and put it inside and, oh, well, I only speak just a quarter of what I think. Okay. All right. Eventually it's going to come out. That's why the the word says in Proverbs, protect your heart above all else. Because it, it determines the course of your life. It determines the course of your life, the direction of your life, your heart. Number three, be deliberate. And I wanted to, I renamed this one about 645. Live on purpose. Live on purpose. Look at your neighbor and say, live on purpose. Here's the thing. Don't dismiss your circumstances Some of you in this room have some very real circumstances that are very real problems Don't dismiss the struggle But we, can, we, we, we simply can't ignore the things that we're facing and expect them to get better But there is a difference in acknowledging your struggle and let you, letting your struggle control you There's a difference We often have to deliberately deploy a plan To actively be positive Whatever and however we can You know I have to go into situations sometimes That are awful But I have to find a positive About it I have to find a positive Have you ever tried to Have you ever Let me just tell you this have you ever had to go to a mom who just lost her teenage daughter and try to find something to say? I have. You walk into that situation and you try to find something. What can I find that's positive? What can I find? Carmen faces situations every day at her job where beautiful babies pass from this world into the next but she has to find situations find a way in which she can minister those families find something that i can plug in something that's positive there you know who is the best i know the person that's the best i know with this bailey come here girl bailey smith see y'all see bailey and y'all see her smiling, beautiful face here every Wednesday in e-college. Y'all see her on Monday. We see her on Sundays. You see her serving everywhere. There's nothing that she can't do. Like she does everything well. It's one of those people, it's not fair at all, okay? God just has blessed her with amazing talent. But you know, you don't know the stuff that she's been through. I know a lot of the stuff that Bailey's been through. We've been through it together. We've had many a talk right outside that building, and over there, and and the, we've talked through some stuff, right? But every time I can look at Bailey, and she would look at me with sometimes with tears in her eyes, and she would say, "We're gonna make it. We're gonna make it. We're gonna get through this. This is going to. I believe God's gonna do something." There was a a positivity in your heart no matter what negative things and situations that were going on intentionally. You lived on purpose that you were going to have positivity in your heart. You didn't allow negative situations to rule you. You didn't allow negative situations to rule you. Stay up here just a second, okay? I want you to stay right here. Back to our, 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 our original scripture. In Matthew 24, it said this, Musicians y'all come musicians y'all come. Jesus said this and because iniquity shall abound the love of many shall wax cold It'll wax cold When we have negativity ruling our hearts and our minds what happens is we block peace from ever allowing to enter our hearts You know, it's much like this right here It's much like this candle We had this wick, and that is us, but we have situations in our lives, and Hunter, sometimes things aren't perfect, dude. Sometimes things are not perfect, but we allow negativity to rule over us. And we end up covering our, our wick and being cold as wax. Drying cold as wax. And the whole time Christ is trying to set a fire in our hearts. And trying to move us to greater and deeper depths. But we have allowed our candle to be cold and dry, and our spirits to be empty because negativity has ruled our hearts. What we've got to do, young people, is do what Bailey does. And I'll tell you what Bailey does here, if I can light like this. Bailey is a positive person. She, lights, she has this candle of positivity. And anytime somebody sees her and talks to her, you can feel that vibe. Well, what happens is somebody like Cameron, come here, Cameron. Somebody like Cameron comes. And she comes and she's having a terrible situation right now in her life. And she's having a bad day and she's got a lot of things going on. And she has a candle that maybe the circumstances of life, there's an opportunity for her to be negative. But what she does is she sees somebody, I see a light and Bailey lights that candle. And little bit by little bit you see the wax is coming off of the wick and Cameron sees somebody that she knows and 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 Jerry comes and Jerry's got stuff in his life and maybe he's got some drama and maybe we've got some stuff going on but Cameron lights the candle of Jerry and what happens is eventually we start to light everybody's candle around us and negativity begins to die we start to get our flow back we start to feel that power of somebody standing with us in positivity not allowing negativity to rule our spirits and our minds what happens is cameron Holland, come here dude i'm so glad to see you tonight dude what happens is that cameron gets his candle lit and together we join in and one after another y'all keep coming y'all come here come here jesse your candle gets lit it don't matter what's going on in your life your candle gets lit and negativity begins to die negativity begins to die and positivity rules my heart because I know that I've got somebody standing with me because together the undercurrent of positivity and the spirit of Christ in me overrules the overcurrent of negativity in us Today, if you feel this in you, you feel this in your heart, that maybe you need to burn a little wax off. Maybe you've got a little wax on the, on the wick. Maybe you've got maybe you've allowed your heart to to wax cold. Maybe you've had trouble feeling what Jesus is doing in your heart because you've allowed negativity to rule your mind. Why don't you come and grab a candle with us and let's join this together? What I want you to do is once you get your candle, just get it lit with somebody and I want you to turn towards the stage right now, turn towards the stage. Turn towards the stage. As soon as you get your candle lit, what I want you to do is close your eyes, help us pass it back, help us pass it back, thank you, thank you. Close your eyes and become just introspective a little bit. Don't pay attention to anybody else around you.